Basement Bookers Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another very special episode of the Basement Bookers Podcast. This episode, we will talk, of course, and book the finish to the confirmed to be the second best Owen Hart Cup tournament in history. Certainly to be the best one since the last one. With me, as always, my co-host, the brains of the podcast. Hopefully, I don't regret this in the next five minutes. Shiniest of all, Rich Deriz, everybody. Welcome, Rich Deriz, to the Basement Bookers podcast. We're happy to have you here today. And we are going to talk about, as mentioned, the AEW wrestling, Rich Deriz. We're going to talk about some uh, raw goings and possibly reference and speak of what are the best matches all week. And you're never going to believe what program it happened to air on. You out there, you're never going to believe it. You probably believe it if you're watching this week. You're going to believe it. But you're not going to believe that we're talking about it here, right here on the Basement Bookers podcast, Rich Perez. Take it away. All right, that was a lot there. Uh, one thing, like speaking about Raw, I feel like the show Raw and NXT were both pretty Judgment Day heavy this week. What do you think? Well, I think Rich there is that the Judgment Day is here to stay. Also, play. Uh, from what I understand, currently, I think the plan is to them to reoccur on NXT TV, so maybe they'll be back there Tuesday. Uh, If Dominic Mysterio were to become the North American champion, I would not be upset with that. Honestly, I think it's the best thing that you could do for NXT right now. Why? Am I getting something wrong? No, I don't think so. All right, I'm just making sure I'm not hallucinating what I'm talking about. I'm I'm actually sitting here trying... Wesley, visualize. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. Wesley, okay. I'll fight everyone. Yeah. I'm over at the urinal. Not Wesley Blake. Right. Not uh, Wesley Blake, who may no. or may not also be at a urinal. Probably yeah, not he the same may, urinal. He might be right now. He might be. You know, listening to his favorite Basement Booker's podcast, this one. And there he is. Uh, He's like, can they can they see me? I can see you. And we're <laughs> impressed. Um. So, otherwise, uh, speaking. So, yeah, definitely. Wesley, you know, he'll fight anybody and he's going to bite off more than he can chew because even if he could, like, I hear Dom is dirty. I hear he's dirty Dom now. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if there's a reason for that. Uh, I think maybe that's between him and his mother and Rhea Ripley. So let, let's just let them handle that. That's none of our business. That's none of our business. That's right. Yeah, Finn and Priest getting the win this week. Uh, with the coup de grace following the south of heaven, the one, two, three. Look, it's the judgment day. Finn Balor has been the first universal champion. Uh, he will, he will definitely tell you about it. Uh, he, he's not afraid to talk about it. It still haunts him to this very day, that mm-hmm. day. Um, but he'll be safe if he goes to AEW. Because you can't get buckle bond in AEW anymore. Not anymore. And we'll talk about that later. That we will. So the Monday stuff, from what I can remember, 
also very Judgment Day heavy. Everybody's cool. We're all cool here. We're all fine. Uh, I don't think we're all cool here. I don't think we're all fine. There's definitely something there. And I, I still don't get how you can't just, you're supposed to be like this tight-lit unit, this family, but you can't get past this whole, like, this money in the bank thing. It seems like an easy strategy to me. Easy, easy strategery. Mm-hmm. Like, let Finn Balor win the belt. And, you know, like I said before, you could go after whatever, or you could just be the insurance policy. You can't beat both of you. Finn mm-hmm. Balor gets his shot. All right. He couldn't beat Finn Balor. Finn Balor couldn't beat Seth Rollins. Fair. So mm-hmm. now it's Damian Priest's turn. It mm-hmm. just so happens to be right after, but they only have to be fair to each other. They don't have to be fair to Seth Rollins. That's how it works. That's right. What's so hard about that? Or if Finn does beat Seth for, for the title at some point in the future, Finn holds the belt, and then something happens. Finn, maybe Finn loses the title. Priest attacks the guy that just beat him for it, and then Priest cashes in and takes the title back to Judgment Day. I feel like that's too much of a happy ending for a heel faction. You know what I mean? Like, that would be great. That's something to me that could work. Right, but that could also be the beginning of a thread being pulled. But the thread's already there because they could even on Monday. Yeah, like it's already there. So you we already have a, a peek into how at least these two guys are working on this. Uh, Seth, I mean, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know uh, which one's more, you know, I feel like as a veteran, Finn Balor should be more intelligent about this. Mm-hmm. But it just shows that he really doesn't trust Damian Priest as much as he says he does. Right. And I think he... Even though the faction is about the four of them and not any one of them, I think he's a little bothered that he's getting less spotlight now that Damian Priest has the briefcase. Yeah. Which, of um, course, contains a contract. A contract for any championship. Right. And it's also a weapon. Indeed. Very good one. It's been very effective. Who was it? Miz's, I remember, before they were doing sort of the custom briefcases, Miz's got really beat up. Yeah, he's had a lot of run ins uh, mm-hmm. with it. Sometimes, I believe, hit with his own briefcase, I believe, maybe. Oh, these things happen. But Davius had now had the chocolate. Was he him who had the chocolate one? It was. Looks like it looked like chocolate. Mm hmm. <laughs> What had happened? Someone threw it into the river and then they had to give him like a replacement? Something like that. That's that's too long ago for me. Like, it's it's a the, long time be happy ago. with the fact that I remember the chocolate briefcase. I do, well, the chocolate briefcase, you can't forget. It's can't the only one it. that's truly different. Yeah, it's don't, it's got much flavor. I would say the original also. The, it's just a black. It's the black. Mm-hmm. The black case, you know? Mm-hmm. Before it got all fancy with its old logo. That's how you know you sold out. Oh, you got your old logo on it, man. Mm-hmm. You changed briefcase. You used to just be a regular briefcase that they bought. Now what are you? Your product. Your your merch. You're at the merch stand selling yourself. 
Fame just, fame just went straight to his handle. Prostitution. All right. So, uh, speaking of, moving on, definitely not going to do that. But this finish with a triple three-man match, uh, tag team, triple threat, uh, six-man tag match, as it's called, uh, as is custom, mm-hmm. uh, plus two. Uh, it was uh, the... Sammy KO boys and mm-hmm. the and the road star. And this is where that happened. And I heard from the dirtiest of sheets that there was a backstage uh kerfuffle between the two teams. Basically, like some there was mistiming in the match or something, or maybe it didn't go well as they thought it would, or whatever, or something. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't sound like an all-out thing, you know, like ah. a all-out thing. It's just like some professionals who like really like whatever they do professionally and they're like having a disagreement over it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So moving down the, I don't even know because I know that SmackDown was in North Carolina, Mm. which is apparently why uh, Zelita Vega was doing some, uh, some Hardy stuff. You know, she's like, you don't, you Mm. don't go to, Carolina without doing a twist of fate, you know, or whatever. But like that, hey, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flair country. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I guess that you brought it up. Instead of going down to Jacksonville, we don't know where they are right now. Charlotte Flair showed up today, which was yesterday, uh, Friday. Um, oh, and for the record, as a reminder for everybody, this is. This is great. Basement Booker's information exclusive to you guys from your boys, also your friends on uh, Fox during the show. FS1 next week. Snackdown. Snackdown. Put your snack down. Get on the calendar. Pull out your Palm Pilot. If you still got one, pull out your, 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 your phone, your A phone, your iPhone, your B phone, whatever phone. And mark it down. FS1 is, and they, they've loaded FS1. They're like, you don't want to miss this because mm-hmm. not only are we going to have set the rules of engagement, we got a number one, or is that Monday Night Raw to do a number one? They're doing a number one contenders match for the United States Championship now. Between It should be between LA Knight and Santos. Not, yeah. not Santos. Yeah. 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 See, Santos, Santos just won. I was, I was surprised, honestly. I thought with everybody there that it wasn't going to be, but if it is him, he's not going to win. Yeah. I don't see them taking off the, take it. I I would love it if they took the belt off theory and gave it to LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. He would be so much better Mm -hmm. because like we said, you know, Vince McMahon, he beat his John Cena too much. It just happened to get chapped on the uh, theory tab. So now yeah. you've got all that imagery. If you know, you know. Uh, so you can't believe it, right? I I did it. I freaking did it. I freaking did it, dude. I did it. I, I don't know how you it. put these images in my head like that. I don't know. It's like a a gift. Some might say it's a curse. It's a curse. We we. Don't I'm cursed. Curse. From a certain point of view, you are cursed, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But 
on that topic, I will thank you for letting me know in advance that the true main event of Dynamite this week was Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue. Rich Riz, I need to talk to you something, everybody here, about women's wrestling is back. Okay? Women's wrestling has back, is back, and we are never going back to the way things were. No, you can't. You've opened the true forbidden door. The truest forbidden door has been opened this past week on Wednesday Night Dynamite. Where Sky Blue put up a valiant effort in a 69 and a half star match against Ruby Soho. And you could tell this was important. The way Ruby Soho looked at all of us into our eyes and told us what she did to our favorite. Personally, I am disgusted by the behavior of Ruby Soho and those filthy outcasts. Because were it not for those filthy outcasts, there would have been some clapping in the main event. In the real main event for the Owen Hart Memorial Battle Royal Trophy Cup, brother. We could have had Sky Blue defeat Willow Nightingale. But no. Instead, Ruby Ruby Soho is definitely going to beat Willow Nightingale. Nah, she she lost. It was Nightingale. Nightingale won. Congratulations. Yeah. And win the Owen Hart Memorial Battle Cup Brother Tournament. That's right. I hope. I'm booking it. I, to be honest, I could see Tony Khan giving it to Willow, and I would hate him just that much more for it. Yeah, we could see, because this story is also a part of the story between Ruby Soho and Britt Baker. So if the Nightmare Factory personified, also known as the Outcasts, they get involved... Here comes Britt Baker, maybe a returning Jamie Hayter to even up the odds. And then, even up the playing field, and that's how Willow Nightingale wins it, if she does. But I really hope it's not her. I hope it's Ruby Soho. It makes sense because of what happened last year. It also solidifies that she should have been a heel the whole time. But whatever. Your thoughts? I have a question that will generate some thought. And you, uh, Basin Bookiverse, I'd like your thoughts on this as well. But, Jer, I'm going to ask you. Are we, you and I, and Bookiverse, answer for yourselves if you want. You know where to find us. Link trees down below. Are we too old to appreciate the plain white meat baby face? I have my answer. <laughs> Are we no. too jaded? Are we too cynical? Are we too New York for it? What are you talking about? Look at Cody. Cody's doing it right now. Like he's... Maybe you couldn't have it the way it used to be. But this is the new way. Cody Rhodes, dude. 
I heard after his dark match on SmackDown, he stayed like a half an hour after his match was over, taking pictures with people and signing autographs and shit. That's babyface stuff right there. It is. I'm, th- I'm thinking more uh, from the character specific What do you mean? What qualities does he not... Can't fit the shirt even. What qualities does he not possess that you think a regular run-of-the-mill white meets baby's face uh, hat? What is he lacking that doesn't make him that? So, okay. The um, fact that he's tough and he's willing to fight? I think if we compare him and Willow Nightingale, who I was specifically thinking of in this conversation, I think oh. he has... He has That's more a of a character, right? He has more of a mean streak that can be accessed. Yeah, but when he has to, you don't think Willow Nightingale has that in her? Show it to me. What is it? I, I think she I says need like smile because nothing matters or something like that. What's her yeah. thing? That's kind of I don't know, man. That's a little uh, depressing. <laughs> like I don't know. Right. Because I, I if get, that's the case, then your smile doesn't matter. Yeah. Why is... I don't like... I, I know it gets said here sometimes, but at least with wrestling, it's like sometimes stuff does happen mm-hmm. that really doesn't matter from a story point of view. You know what I mean? Like, it matters in that these two, they got in there, they got physical. Yeah. But in like a week or two, this isn't a continuing storyline. This guy doesn't have beef with so-and-so. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was done just to do it, you know? Or like, look, this is going to look pretty great, you know? Hopefully it's not the case where we see, you know, a tag team meet up with a former heavyweight champion and just drive off together. Maybe that'll be something. We don't know if that's going to be something, Mm -hmm. all right? But the usual suspects are sticking their heads out of the woodwork, you know? Like, where's MVP? He doesn't have to be involved in all of it. He doesn't have to be. Sorry, I don't mean to yell. But the point is, we got to stop with the binary here, you know? It's not just ones and zeros. It isn't computers. But sometimes there's like an X, you know? Or like a, like a squiggly line or something. And if you let it, X can give it to you. We still have the men's version of the Owen Hart Memorial Battle Royal Cup Trophy Brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second greatest Owen Hart Cup Trophy Brother. Now, there's two things that can happen here. Ricky Starks becomes Mr. Owen Hart in the Cup, which makes sense. You could have the heel uh, female winner and a face winner. Mm-hmm. Or what if CM Punk turns heel and wins by turning heel? Because I just, I know I've joked it in my contract. CM Punk can't lose any match, but that was already changed. He did take a <laughs> pin. So he could technically lose this match. And I think people won't take it well if he did win it. As much as he thinks he's the second coming of Bret the Hitman Hart. Right. Who is still alive, by the way. Yes, seriously. And has not necessarily given his stamp of approval on this usage of his brother. Not necessarily. Um, I can't speak to that in case the hitman's watching. I respect the hitman. So, 
you know, we're not we're not pro Goldberg here. Okay, we're <laughs> so I'm, de- I'm sorry, definitely uh, not. Right, I'm sorry if that affects the audio, but oh no, you're good. Just why'd you do it again? <laughs> you don't <laughs> care. Emphasis. <laughs> you liar. All right, yeah. Because I was I was holding back the first time. I was like, uh, you... I don't know if this will affect the audio, but then I said, I'm sorry if it does, but uh. you damn dirty liar. <laughs> uh. So. I feel uh, like stuff like this should be used to give the young guys the rub. I've said that a lot. You're all I've, about giving young guys rubs, Richard Riz. We all know. We know within, you about that. W- within the context of the business, of course, right? I mean, it's what, what they do on their own time, behind their own closed doors, go for it. Cool. As long as it's consensual. Yeah. I don't care. I don't need to see it. I don't need to hear about it. Certainly not what I'm talking about at the moment. What I mean is having the young guy go over on the veteran. Let Starks get this win over Punk. Okay, so this is going to be a lot of dunking on CM Punk. Two jabronis talking about Punk. You've been warned. I feel like particularly after Brawl Out and the Gripe Bomb, people soured on Punk. There was a lot of time in between. You know, he had his tricep or bicep surgery, whichever it was. You know, there's speculation. Is he come back? Is he not? He came back. He came back in Chicago to huge fanfare. And literally everywhere else they went, it's been half and half. And not like Cena half and half where they enjoy booing him. And they probably, and maybe some of them don't like him. But Punk is disliked. His his uh, star power has been dimmed by the gripe bomb and brawl out. And the fans aren't having it. They, there's enough of them, I think, that will be unhappy if he won. Or, like, maybe Tony Khan is playing 3D chess. Maybe he has him win, has him maybe gloat about it. Slow burn to turn heel. I don't know. But it's it's going to be a wait and see kind of thing. I don't know if uh, TK is that sophisticated a booker to plan something like that. But I feel like the best way to go, have Starks go over, do the handshake, Punk raises his hand. And then whatever, maybe Punk hits a clothesline and locks him in the Anaconda Vice. Maybe Punk stays face. Maybe we just don't see Punk for a month or two or a year or two or whatever. <laughs> yeah, give that, it to, that give escalated it to quickly. Yeah, give it to Stocks. <laughs> and you remember, pre before he left WWE, I was a huge Punk fan. We all were. Right. Yeah. I'm only going to speak for myself here. I missed him initially. It was the first couple of years there. It's like, man, Punk, Punk were here. But then, it, it, you know, Punk went and did UFC. And yes, he lost both matches in both fights in relatively embarrassing fashion. But I will I admit. Spectacular fashion. Right. Or... But. Most of the people, myself included, that would criticize that 
would not necessarily put themselves in that scenario. No, because you start at the bottom. That's also true. (laughs) If it's me or you, even if we like even had the testicular fortitude, no one's been like, so how do you feel like fighting at UFC so-and-so? No. No, I don't. That's how I feel. I feel no, I don't. Because I won't be feeling ever again. You know, if I'm not killed by the embarrassment. Yeah, as much as I love the movie Fight Club, I feel like I can go to my grave having not been punched in the face. You know what the worst part is? Being punched in the face? Yeah, but not just that. (laughs) The worst part is, is that you're CM Punk. Mm Mm-hmm. I get that, but I think you leaned into the fact that you're CM Punk and you didn't think maybe, okay, but what if I lose? That never came, that never seriously crossed your mind. Mm -hmm. Like you really thought you were going to just walk in there and beat this guy. You literally thought that. You literally thought that when you cut the line. This is not the same as cutting the line when you're like, you know, grocery shopping or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is cutting the line to go fight the bar- the bouncer. You know what I mean? And you're not ready, dude. You've had too much to drink. With like a million dollar payday. Like I understand that, but how much is your reputation worth to you? Right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I think as much as you want, you're not after that. And look, I know there's going to be I got to do this every time. Yeah. Like Rich said, we don't want to do that. We didn't ask to do that. Mm -hmm. But he did. He did do that. And he was humiliated. He was. And now, even though a lot of people are like, oh, no, we respect what he did. He's a fake tough guy then. He's a fake tough guy for real. Because he tried it out. He tried to fight. And he got outclassed. And I get it. It's different. Is it, though? Because you could tell he's a fake tough guy. He's a fake tough guy because of how, like, indignant he got. That whole brawl-out scenario. It's like, how dare this peasant hangman Adam Page, this empty-headed fuck, as he said. (laughs) How dare he? (laughs) So I I think the, the, the root of the problem is both for the gripe bomb and for the UFC thing. And this is something that this is a a phrase that gets thrown around. I think he really believed his own hype. Dude, I'm telling you, those are powerful farts that he's got. That he's huffing. For real. Like he's got like a dedicated paper bag to, to catch and huff. But like dude, successful. Like there's just, there's, there's, there's a point system in this world, okay? Mm-hmm. We don't see it, but there is a number, and it's the bank account. And he's got big numbers. He's got a, a beautiful wife. He's super famous. All those things. No one's taken away from that. But as a person, man, you could have been the bigger man there. You just look worse. That's all. That's all. I, and I, I know we keep talking about it, but it just the more I think about it, it's like you just you just look worse. Like Saturday Night Collision, 
could can be a decent, good, or best wrestling show, mm-hmm. and CM Punk can still suck as a human being at the same time. So, yeah. you know what I mean? CM Punk could be a great asset to the business and still be a dick at the same time, is what I'm saying. You Two things are true. Two things can be true. And it's mm-hmm. okay, CM Punk, for people not to like you. Just like it's okay for a lot of people not to like us. The numbers don't lie. And it would be a disaster for us at sacrifice. Indeed. Yeah. Indeedy do. While we're on topic of AEW, how great was this week, this week's best friends segment? I mean, by best friends, I mean MJF and Adam Cole, baby. Honestly, the only way it could be better is if the current AEW tag team champions were best friends mm. and CM at CM Punk. I'm gonna mention, I'm gonna tell you why. But Adam Cole Bye-bye. and MJF, mm-hmm. if they were to beat the best friends who are the tag team champions, that would make them the tag team champions and the real best friends. Like they're bester friends because they haven't even been tagging as long as best friends. And they were able to get the win. Fair and square. Mm -hmm. Much like an AEW fight forever when I played a CM Punk in Road to the Elite. And they threw me in a tag team with Hangman Adam Page. (laughs) And together with Hangman Adam Page, we won the AEW Tag Team Championships by defeating the best friends. And then it turned out that Adam Page had stolen my luggage, CM Punk's luggage, and CM Punk wasn't having that and just decks him. I wonder if that's always supposed to be the pairing or if it's really random. Because in mine, I was paired with Powerhouse, but I've been paired with random wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think this game was sophisticated enough where like they give you specific interactions. Like if you play as CM Punk, you know what I mean? I've been skipping mm-hmm. Rampage, so I didn't get to the part where like CM Punk challenges you to wrestle at Rampage. Mm-hmm. I might have skipped it because I forgot about it. But anyway, that's the AEW Fight Forever segment. And what's this? An unlikely team, one in their street clothes, is now tag team champions. What a story. CM Punk, I didn't like you at first, but no one can doubt we make a great team. Your timing is actually perfect, given the delay. I waited a little. And like, mm-hmm. I like you enough that I played a little rib. I stole your luggage. Oh my god. It's under my coat in my locker. No hard feelings. What? <laughs> Alright, let's see what CM Punk does. Does Kenny have like a little niece or nephew that he used to write this dialogue? Yes. Okay. Oh my god. God, oh. <laughs> it's exactly oh. what would happen. <laughs> I guess there are some hard feelings after all. Has this team disbanded minutes after blah de blah disappeared? Yes. We we are no longer the tag team champion, I guess. 
I was wow. there for that. Yeah, I did see CM that. Punk and Hangman Page win the AEW World Tag Titles. So, yeah, watching them play the game together, that was interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. I can't confirm or deny what Adam Cole is saying, but I will say that I've enjoyed beating the bejeebus out of people who choose MJF <laughs> ranked. Because he's beaten me. And yes, I have reached legend, which is the highest. And I get beat by cheesy people. I'm not talking about that here because it triggers me. Mm. So, so yeah, get let's it. Move on. Let's move on. But move uh, on. either way, funny segment. Uh, the, the bar scene was funny. And then them sitting on the couch was funny. And then it got a little a little cringe with the, the you know, MJF trying to make Adam Cole believe it. Oh, because... all, I didn't have any friends. Right. <laughs> and uh, so it's kind of a double topic here. One, I'm with Tony Schiavone. I can't believe I'm saying that. In that Eddie I thinks he's the greatest wrestler alive? No, in that you should never trust MJF. But I feel like Shivani's is he turning heel? He he consistently hates Adam Cole though. So it doesn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It he's doesn't getting, matter to him. He, he's getting a little like cranky on commentary there. Yeah, sometimes he is. I wonder what the deal is. Mm -hmm. Uh maybe he's tired of getting bullied by Taz and Excalibur. They maybe. bully him. He's you know, he's probably like in the behind the scenes, like, listen to me, you fool. Listen to me, you fuck. Mm. You ever try that shit again? I will freaking kill you. And then, like, Britt Baker just walks by. He's like, hey, Tony. He's like, oh, it's the doctor. Brett M. Day. That's great. Fucking tell you again. I will cut your tongue out. And then, nice caliber's just got tears running down his face. Mm. Like, down his little thing. <laughs> yeah, I know you're crying. And then she just goes like this to him. Mm -hmm. And he flinches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That'd be amazing. What about uh, Dark Order? The real Tony out. Yeah. Speaking of heel turns, Dark Order's quiet heel turn. They're not heels, Rich Riz. They are jaded. They are. They've had their heart broken by Hangman Adam Page. He. They were there for him when he. When he had nobody. Right. The Dark Order was there. Mm -hmm. And what does Hangman Adam Page do? He does what he does, and he forgets all about them. He goes back to his elite friends, mm -hmm. his golden elite friends, as we will be referring to, because Kota Abushi, I got that right? That's right. Has decided to become the golden coding on the elite, and I'm getting sick and tired of these video game terms. It's like, it's enough that Jericho has all these different, like, variations. He's, like, hitting X to play as Painmaker Jericho. Which, by the mm -hmm. way, I can't play as Painmaker Jericho and fight forever. It seems like a missed opportunity to unlock a character. Um, you know, and now, now they got all this stuff. You got the Golden Elite. You got the regular Elite. You got the Kenny Omega sandwiches, whatever that is that I'm making well, up. I think they added Golden in there because... Because of Golden Lovers. Right, exactly. So it's it's just a blending of the... Because it's another tag, tag team teams. in there. Because right. together, they're the Golden Lovers. Right. And the Young Bucks and Kenny mm -hmm. and Hangman are the right. elite. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget that. For a while, it was indeed 
a threesome, but the foursome was revived. Right, because if you exclude Kenny, you, you just have the hung bucks. That's right. So, uh, looks like water's under the bridge after, uh, you know, helping Hangman kind of beat Kenny for that belt, though. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Friends do that, you know. They 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 uh they forgive each other. That's right. You could forgive me for defeating you at Money in the Bank. All right, friends forgive each other. So, uh, yeah, nonetheless, yeah, yeah. uh, so yeah, the answer to your question is yes. Tony Schiavone could be turning heel, or he just consistently hates Adam Cole, because Adam Cole consistently hates Tony Schiavone. Because they were making fun of him at the weightlifting thing. I forgot what they said about him. But, like, they were both in agreement that, that he sucks. Because mm-hmm. they're like, uh, there was a guy that was uh, had a little extra weight on him. And JF wanted to, like, smack talk him or whatever. And Cole's like, hey, man, I don't body shame. Mm-hmm. You know? And proceeds to, like, put up these LBs. Mm-hmm. Uneven, by the way. But whatever. At least it's realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh. So that's what the uh, Golden Elite there. They're going to be the ones that take on the uh, Bullet Club. I mean, not the Bullet Club, the BBC, uh, the, uh, the the news channel, and uh, Blood and Guts. And that's going to be informative. You know, maybe Doctor Who will show up. I don't know. I don't know. He's on the BBC, right? He's in maybe. The BBC. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And we have and we have the return of Pack, the bastard. That is the most, I was, like, I get it. A lot of people were excited. Mm-hmm. I'm like, him? All right, fine. I was hoping it'd be, like, something crazy. Like, he's going to make an announcement, right? Like, it's not like it's a Tony Khan announcement. It's a Don Callis, like, a character in the show announcing a guy. That yeah. should be big. That should be something huge. It's like, hey, look, we got a heel that's always been a heel and has always hated Kenny Omega. Look what we got. Mm-hmm. That makes sense anyway, because he hates him. That's like, right. yeah, that's true. That's true. But there's nobody with a little more umph that hates Adam. I mean, Adam. I mean, uh, 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 Kenny Omega. You know, Adam Omega, Kenny JF. You know, Morgan Bryanson. You know, whatever. I know wrestling. Right. Well, it was a way to get Pack back on TV, back in a match. Because just brought back does... Death Triangle and have them do whatever. I wonder if they're separating him from them. Dude, I don't even know if they're going to be there after that. All these rules that they got now, they don't like any of those. Lucha yeah, let's Brothers? Go, let's go over that. Let's those. go over that. Yeah. What a segue that I came up with. All right. Per Yahoo Entertainment, I have a list. Uh, I, there are two lists here. Band moves. These are flat out banned. Banned. Unprotected chair shots to the head. That's good. Shots to the back of the head. Buckle bombs. Blind moves backward into the turnbuckle, which is like a. So imagine other things. Right. Anything like a buckle bomb. Anything buckle bomb adjacent. Right. Fencing responses, which is defined as unnatural positioning of arms following a concussion. Basically, like, don't make 
the crowd think you might actually have some brain trauma. Oh, okay. Along with that, seizure cells. Sorry, Oh, Devon. good. Sorry, you stupid, dumb, tasteless, tasteless selling to make... Shame on you, Brian Daniel Daniel Bryanson. Shame. Good. Spitting. Yeah, that's... Maybe you shouldn't do that. M maybe rewind Unless to... you're Carlito. Right. But, you know, but he maybe, can't. Maybe you should have done that in 2020, but okay. Mm. Bleeding in the crowd. I mean, you know, for a long time, uh, getting blood on other people has been frowned upon in most societies. So, Right. So, like, sometimes it can't quite be helped, but I guess it's like, okay, well, if you're, like, doing a... Like a false count anywhere match, and you brawl out to the concession stand, and actually get cut open. You gotta like come down through the proper way, like through, down the ramp. Weapons or projectiles in the crowd? Ah oh, man, well Take... anything can be a weapon. True. Oh, Taking... Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman can't be in an AEW crowd. That's right. He, he is, is a weapon. weapon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Taking drinks or food from guests in the crowd. MJF. Hangman. Oh, that too. <laughs> the more obvious one. <laughs> yeah. Physical contact with the crowd. MJF. MJF. <laughs> Somebody and... got mad at corporate. Right. <laughs> Someone made a phone call. Yeah, somebody actually sat down and watched a thing, and they're like, hey, can you look at this for a second? It's like, yeah, that's a lawsuit. We can't yeah. afford that. There is a secondary list here, and this list uh, all needs approval for use. Spots and bumps on the ring apron and outside. Hmm. Table, ladder, or chair spots in and out of the ring, and they're only allowed with padding. Any elevated spots outside of the barricades, such as dives and ladder spots on stage, around the arena, and other places outside the ring. Fair. All pile driver and tombstone variations, including sit-down drivers, inverted, or poison, poison ranas, and vertebrakers. So that's a little... That's sort of a play on WWE's uh, ban. That's a good thing, though. Mm -hmm. There's more? Yeah. High risk dives or top rope moves, including 450, 630, double moonsaults, shooting star press, etc. That's so it? It can, be, it can be done, you just need approval. Intentional bleeding of any sort. Mox. What if you have carte blanche? Like, maybe he has that, you know, like they just, if it's a Moxley match, it's just... You know, he'll just ask for it, and I'll just give it to him. Yeah. Throwing people into, through, or over the ring steps, commentary table, bell table, or guardrails or barricades. I feel like this, this, they're going to have a lot of paperwork to do. I think this is good. Not in the sense of, like... I don't even know what the rules at WWE are. I don't know what they need to get approved. Mm -hmm. You know what True. I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that kind of list with WWE because WWE was around for so long, 
that's something that's less likely to eventually be made public. That would be good, though. This is good for AEW in that if they actually follow it, then that t- prevents you from having samey matches. Right. Right? Because it's like, well, I kind of approved so-and-so for this thing. You sure you want to do that? Because he'd have already done it already. Right. You know, something like that. But True. that would require them to focus. Mm-hmm. So, continuing the list. Chairs, pipes, kendo sticks, hammers, ring bells, bats, chains, etc., and title belts. Just say weapons. That they're all weapons. Yeah, yeah, this gets. I guess my video game mind is just thinking. It's like, no, just weapons. Okay. Yeah, this doesn't say ring stairs. Oh, okay. So you but can't throw you can. someone. You, you don't. You can't throw someone over the ring steps. But you can't or, hit them with or them. table without permission. But you can throw ring steps at someone without permission, or throw a table at someone without permission. Or, yeah, sure, yeah. It's like a letter of the law here. Okay, continuing. Thumbtacks, skewers, barbed wire, and other sharp slash puncturing objects or powders, aerosols, sprays, or liquids. Okay, good. Enough with that fire extinguisher bullshit. I wonder if Taz complained. Maybe. <laughs> Remember they were at ringside and they're like spraying that? He's like, <laughs> Yeah. Throwing any weapons or objects. Yeah, since you can't be trusted. <laughs> Choking slash strangling with hands or a weapon or hanging spots. Oh man, it's a good thing we got that one out the Hang way. Hang man. Hey, he only did it one time to Moxley. Right. Brander Dander. Hmm. I mean, we, we don't want Justin Roberts to have PTSD flashbacks. No, nah, man, for sure. Injury spots or angles, whether or not medical is involved or called to the ring. Okay. Any physicality in the crowd or crowd brawling. You can't stop them from doing it. Well, they, but they don't approval. work for you. What? Are they, the, oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand that. Well, you just kick him out of the building. Yeah, it's not like they're gonna just let them fight there. They're gonna tell. They're gonna get them out of there. But what, what if the crowd chants, "Let them fight! Let them fight!" When does that work? What do they just listen to what the crowd says? If you like security, you know. Yeah, no. I think your job is to not listen to the crowd. Exactly. It's for the safety. Yeah, and the last thing on this list: any physicality involving referees, managers, extras, celebrities, or special guests. Oh, no bet, no bad bunny. Nope. Oh well. No, no Rick Ross. Damn. No. Uh, so they have to just clear stuff. No Shack. No Shack. No Shack attacks. There are no longer any Shack attacks on the menu, boys. The Shack attack is off the menu. Cody, you could come back now if you're safe. Now. <laughs> we know you're ducking Shack. We all know. Bro, I just had a million-dollar stupid idea. Uh, there are no stupid ideas. Just you're cutting this out because I don't want someone to take this idea. Ready? I'm waiting. Wow, Rich, what a great idea you just had. <laughs> but too bad no one's ever gonna know because it's not gonna be in the podcast. That's right. Yeah. 
So that is the entire two lists of band moves and things that need approval for AEW going forward. Great, Rich. I'm going to just take this uh, piece of paper with all the stuff we had planned, just crumble it up, just throw it in the trash. All right, let's get into this uh, bloodline shit and get the hell out of here. Uh, let's go. So this week on Days of Our Bloodline, uh, big, big game, big match, big deal. Jimmy J, J, Jimmy, Jimmy Uso, J Uso with the spirit of Jimmy inside his body. He goes out there and he talks about Jimmy, how it's always been them. And of course, and of course, there is always a, a cell, a cadre, a group of annoying jabronis who love to say what? Because there's a space. Shut the hell up. Save it for stuff that sucks. Because this stuff doesn't suck. I feel like Jay was playing into it a little bit. And it worked because he actually has a solid delivery. Like he was he was doing a list. And forgive me. Forgive me, great one. But... The rock. When, he, when, when, actually, no, Austin. When Jay was doing his list, reminded me of like when Stone Cold would do a list and the crowd would what? Jay kept the tone the same as if he were, as if there was no pause and there was no what. There is no what there. Right. Hmm. It's like you can allow the what. While also at the same time ignoring the what. It's as if like I'm saying I'm making a sandwich and I'm gonna get a couple slices of bread, slice salami, what some mayo. No, don't what? Oh, or you can God. what? Some okay. mayo, maybe some lettuce, maybe some bacon, maybe a slice of roast beef, maybe some more salami, and some more roast beef. Let us help you. Right. Eat that sandwich. Yeah. So, like, you can keep the flow and keep the tone. Austin would sort of monotone it a little bit. Hmm. But definitely play to the, the crowd that's wedding. And whereas if the what wasn't there and the pause wasn't there, it wouldn't sound right. Jay's delivery, it sounded right. And... Again, forgive me, Steve. Forgive me, great one, Stone Cold. But I think Jay delivering a list is better than Austin delivering a list. Uh, Austin's exciting. Jay is. It's like his. It's just his his acting range is incredible. I'll say that. Okay. Well, I think that's fine. You're allowed that. You're allowed your opinion. Um, I think that's fine. But I have a more important question to ask mm-hmm. because this came to my mind just now. Mm-hmm. Currently, there is a writer strike and there is an actor strike. Mm. 
You know, I can think of a couple of actors who don't got nothing to do right now. And SummerSlam is coming up. What I'm saying is, finally, The Rock has nothing to do. Well, he has been interacting on social media with Grayson Waller, as we know. So theoretically, The Rock could show up to SummerSlam Mm -hmm. and rock bottom Grayson Waller. And Grayson Waller would have the best year than any other NXT graduate ever, I think. If you think about it. Mm -hmm. Cena ate him. He wrestled Edge at the Garden. In the he main might event. get in the main event, and, Edge and he said might he swam. He swam. He didn't drown. He might have peed in the pool. But the point is that he did swam. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not correct, but I said it anyway. Swam. He did swam, and that's what happened. So Grayson Waller, should he get a rock bottom from the Rock, that would be great. I'll go even further. I say first is John Cena out with Waller. He gets to AA. And then John Cena's like, you know, Waller, you bother, you upset a lot of people with things you say. And then all of a sudden, if you're Sabelle, and that's a and then everybody just loses their shit. They lose their shit. And then even if it's not really happening there, we can do the breadcrumbs, baby. We can have the rock walk past Roman Reigns or something, the tribal chief, or like walk past Jay, or you can see the rock talking to Jay in the background somewhere or something. Like there's so many possibilities to set stuff up. They could even make it a little more subtle and just show in the background rock talking to Sammy. Yeah, you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking family, you right? Know? Mm-hmm. And I get it. You know, it's what it, the thing with Sammy is like because we talked about it before, where it's like we thought, like I think that part is done for now to focus more on what's happening with the turmoil, like you were talking about last week, right? So, uh, maybe, but I think. It would be very interesting because it's like it could be more than one instance after because we it could be like one of those like maybe they open now nah, if you could have the rocket John Cena that's like a mid level mid middle of SummerSlam that's like after we do the attendance numbers that's like get everybody excited yeah that's so, the that's the you don't want to go to the concession stand for this yeah that kind of thing so either way I'm excited about that the potential for that mm-hmm. oh my god. Dude, it would be the best. It would be the move. So Grayson Waller would probably, arguably, have the best first year on the main roster since Kevin Owens. Yeah. But I think there's different kinds. Mm-hmm. I think, like, notoriety-wise, big and high-profile spots with these legends, as opposed to beating John Cena... Mm-hmm. For the United States Championship, I believe, or was it just regular? He just beat John Cena on Monday Night Raw, Kevin Owens, right? Because he was the NXT champion, I believe. He was the NXT champion, and 
so I remember he did win, right? I think he his first Kevin Owens' first appearance. It was on a Raw. Maybe it was a SmackDown. Okay, so I won't say I won't say it with show because I don't remember. Um, I think it's Raw. I think he just came out, hit the buckle bomb on or the Papa Power Bomb on Cena. And I I di- distinctly remember him stepping on the U.S. title, and that was a thing. That was a big thing. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, know he beat if, him at his debut. Yeah, so I think the following week was when Owens took the U.S. title from Cena. Yeah, but he definitely beat him. So let me know. Let me know if uh, our memories are wrong. You know, they are. To, yeah, you know where to hit us up. We are yeah. wrong. All right. We're always wrong. Okay. Until we're not wrong, but we are right, right a lot. Yeah. Until we're not right a lot. Correct. But we are. Yes. So <laughs> we we have we have the documentation. Uh we have like four hundred eighty-nine plus episodes. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. We are about eleven episodes away from episode five hundred. It's a big the one. Basement Booker's podcast, episode five hundred. Oh my god. So it's like give or take mid October. Yeah. Wonder what mid level uh premium live event we'll be talking about then. Could be anything. (laughs) Could be anything. Oh well probably maybe whatever it it is a preview survivor series. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh it might be a preview for Halloween Havoc. Maybe. Hopefully it'll give us something to work with. Exactly. So, uh, the rock aside, uh, so not only that, but Paul Heyman and Solo came out, That's and right. Solo wasn't there to, you know, he was there for something. Mm-hmm. He was there uh, to keep the peace. That's right. And Paul Heyman said some stuff in Samoan. And he said then, the 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 four tribe names, family names, right. He said Samoan words. And then Solo put his hand out like the tribal chief does for the microphone. Mm -hmm. Does he have clearance for that? You're going to tell him he doesn't? I don't know. I would hate for him to welcome me to his house. (laughs) Um. Yeah, check out the Facebook as Twitter for what that is. Okay, so here we have, and uh, there he is. There he is, the scariest member of the bloodline. And he's singing, welcome to my house. We don't have to go out. Richard, you go ahead, buddy. I know you got a lot to say right now. So... I don't know if the Book of Verse remembers, I'm sure you do, when that was the song for uh, WrestleMania, I believe. It was a mania. Yes. So I had a friend of mine over uh, to watch WrestleMania that year. You might have been there also. I was there. Okay. See, so I was still drinking at the time. This is one of my last drunken WrestleManias. Don't try this at home. 
This is a don't definitely don't try this at home. And I and I knew the song would play a hundred times during WrestleMania because that's what they do. And I said, Oh, I'm gonna play a drinking game every time they they uh, play the song. I'm gonna take a shot. I don't remember the second half of that WrestleMania. Every rest every WrestleMania, they play it over and over again. And you thought it'd be a smart idea. You psycho. Well, literally, that, that was, day was crazy. That, what did I do? Did I do anything stupid besides that? No, but stupid stuff happened. Okay. Um, your fridge broke. I think that, that, that was that that day or was that? Another oh, day? the the bar. What the drinks just spilt on the floor or whatever. It just like shattered okay. well, or whatever. Well, I don't remember. You know, because the bar on the shelf, you know, like the... Oh, that holds the drinks. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. yeah, the, sh- the sh- there's a shelf in the door, right? And there's a plastic bar across it. And it was like already broken. I had actually ta- taken a couple pieces of like good cardboard and like taped it up to hold it. But the weight of all the drinks that happened to be there that day was a bit too much. And I guess people were maybe letting door close too heavy whatever and they opened it and all a bunch of drinks fell out is my guess what happened good times good times but i remember hating that fridge hating that bar for a long 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 time and that was not the first time nor was the last time that that happened it was the first time and only time it happened with people over now you can look back on it and Anyway, that was this thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead, Rich, after the microphone thing. We're, we're on that now. It's solo. We got the microphone. He said some stuff, you know. And that's Right. That's... So, just to go, but also go back on what you said, obviously, if Solo didn't have clearance for that, Heyman wouldn't have given him the mic. I don't know. He looked startled. Like, what's he supposed to do? Not give it to him? He's the only one there. But if he doesn't have clearance for it, what happens if Heyman doesn't give him the mic? Uh, because certainly he doesn't have clearance to put his hands on Paul Heyman, the wise man. Honestly, I don't know. You're kind of destroying my narrative here. Uh, Sorry. I think plot armor, I think. Okay. I mm-hmm. think Paul Heyman has plot armor because okay. the story doesn't call for it. <laughs> right. Right. Plot armor. So 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 let's move on from that. So solo like for years thing. the plot armor of Roman Reigns has been the bloodline, which is why he's like unable to be beaten. Right. So now that's kind of got like kind of rusting. Mm-hmm. So solo finally gives us his perspective on his beatdown of Jimmy Uso, and it's because of Jay. Solo loves his brother. Solo will never forgive Jay for making him, Solo, do what he did, I can't believe I said that, to Jimmy. Solo will never forgive Jay for making him put Jimmy in the hospital. Look what you made me do. (laughs) That's that argument that they had. Look what you made me do. Right. You made me do this. Solo is full in on the tribal chief and the bloodline. You say that, 
But maybe he's got his own plans. Maybe Solo's got his own plans. You know, a lot of people, they look at Solo as a guy that spikes people in the throat and they're still selling it, Rich Holland. And, you know. Very good, very good. You think maybe he's not a thinker. He might be one of those thinking savages. And that's the scariest kind. That's right. Plague is, you know, uh, theoretically eating all the shit, you know, that mm-hmm. the tribal chief happens to throw out. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, it's headed there eventually, right? Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens after the tribal chief successfully retains his championship against Jay Uso, made event Jay Uso. Mm-hmm. Rich Deriz, we are approaching 400 days. Or it is 400 days, something like that, for Gunter. Like, he's got a few days or something before he's the longest reigning intercontinental champion of the modern era. Mm-hmm. And that's something. He's so, already the longest reigning intercontinental champion of this century. Right. But it's time. It's time to make it happen. Yes. Hopefully Drew doesn't stop him before then. Because it feels like this is where they're headed. I don't think Drew signed on not to get the Intercontinental Championship. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Then again, maybe. I think, you know what I think? I think he sent out feelers and it wasn't enough money. It just wasn't enough money. I bet you. I'm pretty sure. You don't think so? You don't think Drew, like, maybe talk to Cesaro, cast, you know, Claudio, but hey, man, what can you, what can I, can I talk to this guy? And it's like, you know, you're not allowed to, but it's like, what? Theoretically, I know a guy. How much would you be willing to, it's like, well, we got this and this. And he's like, yeah, but I've seen what you do with your guys. I think I'm still good here. Yeah, I, don't know if that would even have been a conversation. Um, for instance, look at well, okay. So Lance Archer has been in Japan for a while and doing. He's been murder hawk monstering all over the place, all around the world. Right. He doesn't do a lot in AEW TV. We've barely seen Wardlow, and Wardlow has plot right now, right? He did. Yeah, he lost the belt to a dinosaur man. Yeah, Hobbs isn't on much. Even Luchasaurus isn't on much. Like we get Hobbs like every is a collision other guy now. Yeah. Um, Brian he Cage. Used to be, yeah, Brian Cage. Yeah, that's. But Drew McIntyre is no Brian Cage, and Brian Cage is no Drew McIntyre. Do you think Drew McIntyre will get more TV time after three or four months of being there? Then Brian Cage and Luchasaurus and Wardlow and he should. Lance Archer. He should. I don't think he would. Like, he's a star, dude. Like I agree. He's huger than anyone they, they have. I, I 100% agree. I just don't think... I, I think that because of that, that Drew wouldn't have really considered it as a serious viable option. I see. He slummed it in impact after he was fired from WWE. 
after he had already done some big things on the indies and made a name for himself as a reliable guy and someone that looks the part. He changes physique a lot. He changed his look, out his hair more, uh, grew his chest hair, became the Scottish psychopath. And then went back to WWE, NXT, did did the favors there for uh, Andrade when he was coming up. Sure. Had the bicep injury. That was when I think Adam Cole and Fish and O'Reilly debuted. No, it wasn't. It was That was at a takeover where they came. It was. It was at a Brooklyn takeover. Uh, we were there with Tim. Yeah, that's the only reason we know. With the beard himself. Uh, and it came up with, you know, with, uh, Dolph Ziggler. I want to say Miz, but he's not Miz. Uh, with Dolph Ziggler, Scottish Holy psychopath. Shit. Yeah. Right. If you wanted a Scottish psychopath fucking history lesson, it's here. Right. So basically what I'm saying is Drew's star is higher now than it was before he left WWE the first time. Uh-huh. I think if he if he decides he's not doing WWE now, he's going to go act. Not anytime soon, he is. Right. So he just signed, right? No, you can't. There's there's an actor strike. You're not. Nobody's allowed to do anything, really. They can't even promote their own movies now. They can't do shit. They can't do anything. No award show. No red carpets. No interviews. Fucking nothing. Nothing. The fools. All you had to be were adult pretenders. And you had to get greedy. And now, you get what you deserve. I'm going to say this real quick. Wrestling is forever. Right. Yeah. Now, actors, actresses, you're great at your job. You're you're very entertaining. Right. You're very entertaining. You give us things, make us laugh, make us cry, this, that, the other. I don't think there is, I don't think you have any right to be making more than a brain surgeon, an oncologist, an EMT, because those people save lives. You enhance our lives, but you're not saving it. On a rare occasion, you will. Rare occasion, but not like immediate life-saving. Like, I'm going to die, you know. I need you to do this heart surgery, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You have you were on Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, brother, but I didn't do any surgery, brother. But you make so much more than a doctor. <laughs> right. Don't be so greedy. Yeah, basically. And the problem starts at the top. Because oh, the movie, yeah. like, if a movie grosses... A hundred million dollars, right? I don't, I don't even know what the threshold is at the moment. The movie right. grosses a hundred million dollars. It has everything trickles down, and it's like less trickles down the further down you are. So, yeah, like, the executive... not everybody's Tom Cruise money, though. Like, there's actors that need these gigs, you know? Right. So, it's like executives and the top stars and directors. Then it's like the screenwriters and this and that and the other. And then don't forget about the studio heads. Yeah. Right. And like lower down is like 
the union guys, like the 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 gaffer, the electrician, the just the guys running the cables, literally putting your damn set together. That's right, Rich Riz. And much like Hollywood being on fire, the music scene's on fire, Rich Riz. I think mm. we should close on a positive note. Uh, we on AEW. This is remember. Uh, there was a music video. There was, and it's probably the best looking music video in the history of AEW. I think. Yeah, she's not bad. She's very good. So she's she did um along with Scarlett. She did Scarlett's song. Okay. There All was right. um. Uh, a while back, her and Scarlett and Shotzi released a song together, or her, Scarlett, and someone else. I don't remember. No, yeah, I know something like that. There was always someone else, and I guess she was the someone else. Because yeah. it's like people we knew, and then mm-hmm. this person. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why people are giving her shit, though. It's good. Like, it's a good video. She's got something there, right? I don't know. That's. I agree. I wonder lyricism. if it's just people. I wonder if if it's just, wow, she doesn't even have her own wikipedia that's unfortunate dude it's it's about to pop off it's a renaissance it's a sky blue renaissance mm-hmm. uh let me see oh she was trained by sean spears and tyler breeze all right so she's a good wrestler then potentially and yes potentially. in 2022 last year she along with shotzi and scarlet released a cover of i put a spell on you Finally, we know who the other one is. No, now we that know makes who the sense other one is. because there's three witches in that do that song that they did that in the Hocus Pocus movie. There's this Hocus Pocus movie, and they have that song, and there's three of them in there. There you go. And, and here, credit to prowrestling.fandom.com. Uh, she is married to Zion Quinn. He sucks, though. He like, uh, no, I mean, like writing. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he sucks because that's his girlfriend, wife, wife. For now, you know, until she meets somebody with an actual personality. That's what Ooh. I mean. Like, as far K-fabe. as I, can, yeah, right, right. His TV <laughs> guy, right? The TV guy. Uh huh. If that's supposed to be you turned up to eleven. You got to hit the switch on, though, right? Or else you're not turned on at all. It's almost like just nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he looks like one of those guys that would just get pushed. Like, the appearance, right? He yeah. Looks, he's not, like, he's handsome. He's put together. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. And just loses all the time. He's got no personality on TV to speak of. It's like, he's got two out of three. He's yeah. got the look, and he's got the in-ring ability. It's just... Where's I the substance? He's like... He's Baron Corbin, but if like Baron Corbin was a handsome man, mm-hmm. you know? But he's got... But Baron Corbin actually has some kind of personality that he was able to develop later. Yeah, You know, when he was a lone wolf, he was basically Zion Quinn, but not as good-looking. Mm-hmm. So... Right, so Zion Quinn is Australian. He's a former rugby player. Um, oh, so more reasons for me not to talk about him anymore. All right, well, I don't <laughs> want to get beat up by the guy. Right, so I feel like... Good it, pull. It, for real. But 
I feel like there's a disconnect because like he comes out like he does this whole like uh Samoan Tongan like tribal thing when he comes out, but and he like he looks like he could be and maybe he is, but because the Pro Wrestling Fandom page says he's Australian, maybe it's him just playing a part, playing up the look, and it's not real. Oh, uh, he's certainly not part like of the bloodline. Tribe. Maybe he's a member of another tribe. You know, Could like be. there's tribal people in Australia. You know, mm-hmm. they have the Aborigines. Uh, mm-hmm. They got uh, other stuff I don't want to be insensitive about. You know, we have listeners from all over the world. That's right, we do. So, speaking we of see you, South Korea. That's we right. see you. Uh, I think we need to go. Because it's right. an hour and a half. Mm. I just needed to make sure to we talk about her. I might even, there might even be a photo. Look at that. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. Uh, Check out the link tree below for all the basement bookers socials. We thank you for coming by, hanging out. You know, this is really what we do. We just bullshit about whatever comes up. And if this is something for you, we would love it if you were to subscribe. Uh, It helps something. If you get enough, you can get money. And I would like for me and Rich to Riz to have money. Please, we have a families. All right. So, Rich, you could do the thing. All right. As always, Jerry's got a party message for you. Match of life schedule for a one fall. So make it count. Do what the man says. Follow the booker.